0: Welcome to Create Photography, a podcast all about the creative side of photography. This is Daniel Sig. In today's episode, I will have a conversation with Colorado-based photographer Mike (laughs) Thurk. Mike Thurk is a photographer based in Boulder, Colorado, who loves to tell stories through his images. He is looking for moments of honesty using natural light and shadow to enhance the raw beauty of human experiences. Mike describes his style as a merging of fine art, editorial, and commercial photography. Mike, thanks so much for being on Create Photography. I look very much forward to speaking with you today.
1: I appreciate you reaching out. I'm glad this came together.
0: All right. Awesome. So to start out, would you mind just telling me and our listeners a little bit about yourself?
1: Sure. I uh, got into photography professionally about five years ago. Uh, I made a shift from uh, working as a mountain guide and then working as uh, an EMT in the ambulance and sort of shooting part-time to taking the plunge and making it a professional thing. So uh, it's relatively new, I'd say.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. That's cool. I've
1: sort of taken the perspective, I think, of shooting in the mountains and I think sort of taken that experience and then brought it towards uh, my perspective of shooting in the cityscape.
0: Mm -hmm. And I noticed from your website that you're doing commercial photography, including some product, some food, but also editorial and fine art. What Mm -hmm. are you... Focusing on professionally these days,
1: yeah, it's a it's a pretty large umbrella as far as what I'm trying to do uh, as the freelance work. But the perspective that I'm approaching it is trying to take aspects of each of those different mediums that you talked about. So whether it's fine art, editorial, uh, commercial work, and blending them together. So um, in my perspective, I don't see there being Any issue with taking a photo, using it for commercial work and having it be so stunning that you could frame it and put it on your wall. And that's what I, that's the approach that I'm trying to take um, probably for the last year, Hmm. looking at these images that uh, can be used for commercial work and saying this can be art as well.
0: Right, right. Yeah, I think that, and I I can kind of see that actually. I like that a lot. (laughs) It's very, (laughs) it's very cool. No, it's very cool. Thank you and and so you know for your and i assume it's your personal work (laughs) um i noticed a lot of black and white photography and probably some of your commercial work as well but, but you know i noticed a lot of black and white photography on your instagram and and some on your website i i really enjoy also your maybe more minimalistic work on your website so so i guess my question here is just you know what attracts you to to black and white
1: oh that's such a great question um I think to me there is with color photography, you're drawn to the color, I think, initially. You look at it and at least I am, and you look at it and you say, Wow, what a stunning use of color, or being able to find color in that way. With black and white, I think that it's it can be seen as two different ways. One, very minimalistic, so you, ha- you look at it and you, you're confronted with the subject immediately or, mm-hmm. and, and I'm starting to learn this uh, more recently, you, ha- you do have this wide range of shadow and tone and light and dark and all this quote unquote color in black and white. And that just gets me really excited. I think um, early on I would flippantly say that, You know, with color, it's easy because the color does a lot of the work for you. And in black and white, you you ask the viewer to do a little bit more work. Right. I don't necessarily, like I said, I I would say that sort of flippantly before. Yeah. (laughs) You know, I don't really, I don't really believe that. I see a lot of value in color photography as well. Um, But for me, I just, I love exploring. I, I love exploring the the less is more sort of ethic, and then also right. being able to now dive into, okay, what is black and white? Where what, what is everything in between? Right. Yeah.
0: And so, so do you think, I know you, you love to tell stories, and so with your images, um, do you think black and white helps you with that, um, to tell you better stories?
1: You know, I don't think one way or the other. For me... Okay for me, I don't think it tells the story better. Um, it's just the way it's the language that I prefer to use. Um, I think I try I, early on in my photography, everything was so centered around black and white, uh, that I really forced myself to sort of learn how to tell that story in that way in the language that I speak. And so then I'm, I'm, probably two years into professionally shooting, I said, okay, how can I do this in color? How can, what color palette Mm -hmm. is what I look for? And to me, it's the opposite of the high saturation. It's more muted, more uh, cinematic. Um, And and I really like that aspect of color photography. So, you know, it's just a maturation. Like I, Mm -hmm. I I started off saying like, no, this is, this is my style. This is what I'm going to stick to. And as I grow and, I feel more confident in my style i can expand it
0: right right and um just curious so with with some of the work you're doing um what is the what's your kind of maybe bread and butter at the moment or what are you doing the most what type of work are you doing the most at the moment a lot
1: of uh, restaurant work which okay I, re- I really enjoy uh there is an element to being in a busy kitchen that mm-hmm. I find really, really addictive. You know, you have mm-hmm. to find, you have to find your corners. You can't be in anyone's way. It's very much, uh, it's the more that you research the kitchen, the more that you know where you can be, where the shot is going to be, where the light will be. I find that really, really enjoyable. And the action that happens in the kitchen as well, is every kitchen that I've been to has been different. Every chef has a different sort of way in which they approach service. But there's just so much happening that there's there's a shot everywhere.
0: Mm-hmm. And and I assume you're photographing mostly digital for your for. Do you do any film work as well, or is it mostly digital for your commercial work? Just fil- generally speaking.
1: Yeah, the film work. Um, so I I typically try and bring the film with me so that I can shoot some personally. Um, I see a trend towards commercial work sort of be, be more interested in that element. So Hmm. a grainier, uh, look to things, um, which is funny because, you know, you start doing that with filters and right, right, (laughs) well, you know, we could, we could do this another way too. (laughs) Right. Right. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, But trying to, trying to have that in my back pocket and always being able to look at it and say, I'll snap a few frames here just for myself. So I've been doing that quite a bit.
0: That's cool. And so, so your restaurant work—you're um, in Colorado, correct? I am. Um, yeah. Yep. So, is it—is that kind of mostly in Colorado, or do you do you sometimes venture out to other geographies as well?
1: It's funny. I when I first, uh, you know, you. Th- there's different sort of ways that you can define success. And for me early on, one of them was, Oh, I have to shoot outside of Colorado, (laughs) you know? And I was Mm -hmm. just trying to find these jobs that were different places. And then uh, I quickly realized that there's no, there's, it doesn't define the success anymore. So Mm -hmm. I find there's so much to shoot around where I am that looking outside of that is, always an option but i don't chase it like i used to
0: right right
1: yeah currently i have these ideas for i want to oh, there's certain restaurants downtown denver that i've never shopped before and and so it's just a matter of going in creating a relationship seeing what they're sort of mission statement is as far as what the restaurant goes and then trying to see if i can fit in there
0: oh cool so i want to cite something from one of your instagram posts so uh shifting gears a little bit um but it's an interesting was just an interesting topic uh to me um as well so and i quote I don't meditate anymore, but I do find myself in the car a lot, either an hour or six plus, which says a lot about the destination. On the worst days, it's stop and go on I-70 and the flawed internal dialogue of my superior vehicular, vehicular, if I can say that, management. (laughs) On the best days, it's an engaging and quiet highway. It's before dawn and the coffee is so hot it burns to drink. It's the excitement of what the sunrise will bring to the landscape. It's hours with music playing loud. It's hours alone with my thoughts. I guess I still meditate, end quote. So first of all, I thought that was a really cool, cool story. So I like, I like that. um, Thank you. It goes with your image. Um, And, um, but um, so, I guess my question, or what I'm curious about, so while you said you don't meditate anymore, and yet still you you do in a, in a way, um, tell me a little bit about your meditation experience, and perhaps also, you know, how how this may or may not relate to your art and your photography.
1: Yeah, uh, it was something. Meditation traditionally was something that I would do uh, for a sports performance. Um, I was a swimmer and a climber, and. I sort of found my way into, you know, brief meditations on uh, either, um, again, the sports performance as far as swimming where I'm trying to achieve a certain time or goal, or in the mountains where I can see myself getting through a climb or going through uh, to the summit, coming back down safely, things like that. And then I just sort of left it. Um, I didn't find it again. Um, until, as you mentioned in this post, I, I was considering how much time I spend in the car driving towards a project and how much time mm-hmm. I spend in the car thinking about that project and beforehand. and every, Everything that goes into the project. So, Location, motion, lighting, uh, mm-hmm. equipment, what'll go wrong, what'll go right, all those things. You, and, and I realized that um, what I'm really doing is just taking the exercise that I was using before with sports and mountains and transferring it to my job as a photographer mm-hmm. and, and just spending, you know, spending an hour just thinking about what was coming or what I wanted to achieve or what, what that project will lead to or why I'm drawn to that project. It's endless. You know? right. A really, right. a really good exercise. I think for me. To, yeah. move, to move forward.
0: Um, yeah, let's Let's talk a little bit about um, trial and error. Um, oh, great. Now this yeah. is also, <laughs> <like> it's it. <laughs> also inspired by one of your uh, Instagram posts. And I'm curious what your thoughts are on, on trial and error in photography. Um, something actually has really resonated with me as well. And maybe it also relates to risk taking. It's just not something we talk a lot about. but mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So specifically, uh, which is the Instagram post that you were referencing?
0: You know, I don't remember now. The um, I don't have the quote, unfortunately, but you I know sure? you, it, it was somewhere. It was one of... It, it was just... You, you talked about it somewhere, so sorry about it. I, I just don't no, have okay. the specific yeah. in, in front of me. But um, yeah, I was just curious what, you know, what your thoughts were on trial and error, maybe in photography in, in general. Um, uh,
1: yeah, I think uh, for me personally... Error is great. <laughs> the more mistakes, <laughs> the more mistakes I can sort of see. I I think the better because sometimes in those errors you find beauty. These mm-hmm. amazing shots where perhaps uh, going through on your first uh, your first look, you pass by these things and then. Maybe five years later, five days later, you come back to it and you realize, oh no, that's the shot. I didn't even see it because I thought it was a mistake, mm-hmm. but that's the shot. And so trying different things, making those mistakes, that's, uh, that's really important to me. I, I think it's very easy to fall into these traps of um, getting the shot, quote unquote, where mm-hmm. you, know, you know exactly what will work commercially. And so then if you do that enough times, then all of a sudden all of your work starts to look that way. Mm. And I don't <laughs> think there's nothing good or bad about that. I'm not trying to sit here right. and say that's not, uh, that, that is really hard to do. Um, but you are developing a style the more you do that. And so I try, I try different things kind of whenever I'm out, um, especially digitally, you, you can make mistakes and mm-hmm. you can still get your shot and there's nothing wrong with being able to try something different. And so I really enjoy that, you know, whether it's some of, some of the stuff that I like the most in my work is when the exposure is way off, you know, it's Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) really, it's really, really blown out. And yet somehow Mm -hmm. you're able to catch a little detail and you just never know what's going to happen with it. And so, Mm -hmm. um, playing, playing around, making those, making those mistakes. Um, I welcome it. I think it's a a great thing.
0: Right. Yeah no that's great answer (laughs) yeah no i I enjoy i enjoy that too i think that yeah and and sometimes i think we maybe we feel like yeah it always has to be right the exposure has to be right on and and so forth but you can be sometimes maybe we're just not loose enough to really get the creative flow going (laughs) if we're photographing like that and yeah and out of our comfort zone i guess but
1: yeah, I think I think so. I think also, you know, it's it's something everyone hears, I think, pretty early on in photography where uh you know the rules so you can break the rules. And mm-hmm. early on I was ignorant and said to myself, Well, I don't need to know the rules, I'll just break right. them. And, <laughs> <laughs> right. And right. for for good or bad, I didn't have anybody around saying, No, that's that's not how it works. And so Right. I just made all these mistakes. And looking back on my early work, you know, it, a lot of it is embarrassingly bad. <laughs> and yet there, every once in a while I catch something where I look at it and I think, wow, I, I, I see something there that I've taken with me. So I've learned, I've le- I have accepted that you do need to know quite a bit in order to start to say, well, I'm choosing not to do that right right but but man there's there's just so much fun in in the mistakes there's so much fun in it
0: right yeah i agree so i'd like to talk a little bit about inspiration and how do you get your inspiration for your photography how how do you perhaps keep it going and maybe also you know do you distinguish between your professional and personal work you know professionally obviously you know if you have a job and assignment right you kind of have to just perform <laughs> yeah <laughs> you may yeah. or may not be inspired but um but have you so, so i'm just kind of curious about you know how you how you deal with inspiration for both your professional and perhaps your personal work and then also if you have perhaps seen a, a change since the pandemic
1: Oh wow, that's a there's a lot there. So, yeah, sorry, a lot I, of questions. I, no, no, it's, no, no no no, it's uh it's very it's just very uh there's a lot to that answer. I think it's a great question. Okay. So, um let's see. I think I'll start by talking about uh inspiration professionally. And I think you said it uh yourself where you know you have to show up for your client and it doesn't really matter if if you know if i wake up and i think oh i'm not i don't feel inspired well i better be inspired (laughs) right you you better find that because that's Mm -hmm. they're showing up for you you better show up for them and i think uh i think food photography is a good example of this where uh sometimes it's you don't feel very inspired shooting uh pictures of food but that's not really anyone's Fault, but your own. You know, Mm -hmm. and I'm talking about myself. Mm -hmm. You know, I need to find what am I inspired by? And if I don't see the inspiration, I'm gonna keep looking for it because it's there. I just that's the work, I think, professionally. And things things go really well when you have a client who wants to promote that creativity. And so if you start to show this inspiration to try and find something new, and they help cultivate that well then everything's going to work even better Mm -hmm. because you've got Mm -hmm. someone who's saying yeah let's do this right now now personally for inspiration i think that's that's a huge challenge for me i think that's a lot of work because i think for every for every instagram post for every project that i work on professionally that's hours of thinking about okay what what is this thing what is it going to be what's the next job what's the next interest it's it's a curiosity Mm. and it takes it takes a lot of of uh mental energy to try and find those things and i think especially with the way instagram works now it's this sort of uh everything seems really easy and quick and it's not Mm. i think you know particularly the accounts that are delving into you know real questions and real uh, real thought provoking mm-hmm. imagery, that's hard to do. And I, I applaud mm-hmm. those, those people. That's, it's amazing. It's like trying to create little movies, you know, every day. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. And I, and with the pandemic, um, I, the, I think, well, I, sh- I won't speak for anyone else, but for myself, uh, early on in the pandemic, the creative energy sort of went up where you was you thought, okay, well now I'm I'm sort of unable to do what I used to do. So now I'm gonna see what kind of photographer I am because I need to figure out what um how can I express myself through photography with these constraints. Mm-hmm. And that's exciting for me, like we talked about earlier. Really. Right. But then all of a sudden, you know, six months into that, and you're like, okay. I, now I really need to dig in and find out what's going to go on. So when you're sitting here and you can't leave your home and you've done all this still life and you've mm-hmm. you've <laughs> sort of dragged every amount of inspiration you can out of your house, okay, now what? Now what kind mm-hmm. of creative person are you? And that's exciting to me. You know, take away everything. Can you still deliver? Not for anyone else, but just for yourself. Mm-hmm. And I learned a lot about what my photography means to me, what creative uh, inspiration means to me in those Mm -hmm. moments where you couldn't go anywhere. You were just just there by yourself with a camera looking at you thinking, what am I going to (laughs) do?
0: Right. Right. No. And it's true. I, I personally have been somewhat struggling too with uh, initially it was actually not too bad because I just, i was still able to go out and you know do some 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 street architecture stuff and so forth but eventually that kind of got i don't want to say old but but anyway so then as as things repetitive maybe yeah repetitive and then i kind of yeah it's just i think i just i did lose i think inspiration a little bit um and i think it was (laughs) i just because i there's something I think about a lot is the, the inspiration, because it, it is an interesting thing. And uh, there's this quote by Picasso, basically, so he said, the muse has, fa- has to find the artist working. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, yeah. And I really yeah. like that, because it's kind of like that whole notion of, right, we have to, yeah, we can say, oh, we're not feeling inspired, I don't feel inspired today. But if you just go and just do it, um, then it's much easier, but I think the pandemic is really special, as you said, right it's like we're well we are kind of stuck, and so we can even though yes, you can do things at home, but it's just not the same and so so I think it is a true challenge for because it's even hard to actually work in that in that sense right to to keep working to, to find that creativity and that inspiration but
1: yeah, and I think uh it's a quote that dave chappelle had um, referencing comedy but it works across the board for me and it he he has this analogy of uh, the idea is driving a car and the car pulls up outside of your house and says get in and you say where are we going the the idea says it doesn't matter just get in you'll see when we get there Mm -hmm. and that works because the idea is driving yeah but but sometimes our own Uh, arrogance gets in our way and we, and we get in the car and there's no idea and we're trying to drive somewhere and the idea isn't there. And so you won't ever get anywhere. And it's this great uh, illustration to me about forcing the inspiration, you know, while, Mm -hmm. while it is a gift, I think to sit alone in a house and think, okay, well, how can I, how can I do something? You really do have to be patient and, and wait until the idea comes out and i think you're right i think experience puts you closer to the idea so the more you're able to do so for instance if you are having trouble finding inspiration in photography in your home during the pandemic um try painting
0: Mm
1: -hmm. see what see what painting gets put on some music start cooking Mm -hmm. you know there's like all these different ways to find the idea but don't get in the car without the idea (laughs) yeah i like that and um, that is actually a great lead-in, a kind
0: of a lead-in to the next question. If you could photograph anywhere in the world, now, granted, we can't get anywhere in the world with our cars, but, <laughs> yeah. but um, anyway, if you could photograph anywhere in the world, uh, where would that be?
1: Uh, that's such a great question because I've been thinking about it a lot lately. Uh, Japan is at the top of my list. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, Colombia right now, uh, I've thought yep. quite a bit about getting on a plane and going there right now. I have family mm-hmm. there. Um, I'm deeply interested in, in finding more to that story. Uh, mm-hmm. I think India, I've never been. Uh, that area of the world seems remarkably interesting um, photographically. Uh, mm-hmm. I'd like to go back to Iceland. Um, mm-hmm. Reykjavik, I thought, was a really interesting place to sort of explore. I did that uh, early in my 20s um, and, like, and would like to go back and sort of see what that has for me now, but th- that's a short list of. Mm-hmm. Japan is right at the top. The aesthetics yeah. of that place is uh, having never been. I'm I'm really ex- interested in it.
0: It looks beautiful. Yeah, it oh, looks yeah. beautiful. Oh, it, yeah. I I've been to Tokyo just for for business a while ago, but a couple times, but really only t- basically only Tokyo and but really. Uh, just even that city alone was really very was stunning but you know i think the landscape in japan is beautiful as well
1: yeah and this there's sort of a it's endless sort of the minimalism the mm-hmm. the maximalism <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, the the restaurant scene yep. there seems really interesting It's just yep. uh, it, it seems very interesting
0: yeah super interesting yeah i totally agree so so, Mike, you're photographing a, a broad range of subjects, and um, I see kind of a common thread, I guess, of story and human element. Uh, and so, I guess my question: What are your favorite types of subjects, and maybe shoots as well?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. The it's gonna sound like a an answer that is that you'll roll your eyes at, but it's really true. <laughs> As long as there's a story, I'm in.
0: Hmm. Okay.
1: So I don't, it doesn't matter to me really what the subject is. As long as there's a story, can I, can I tell a story? Can I hear a story? Then I'll shoot it and I'll be, I'll be more than happy to because that's what I'm interested. I'm interested in what's happening during, during the experience. And I, I think mm-hmm. that that's, I, I'm a, I like to listen. I like to listen to people tell stories. I like to hear and, and look at how they tell stories. I like language. And that is what I search for with photography. So really it's, it could be anything. And because I know how many stories there are out there. Mm-hmm. I hope you didn't roll your eyes.
0: no 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 this is no this is a good no this is a good good answer and um so another question that i had was you know if you could go back and start over with your photography what would you and you mentioned to me it's relatively recent that you got into the professional photography but still but what what would maybe be even just starting with photography in general, what would be the advice that you would give your younger self <laughs> if you would get you know get into it again and uh, maybe maybe you wouldn't do anything differently, but maybe you would, so I was just curious about
1: that having spent uh so much time in Europe and in the Alps and really only having my phone, I really wish that I had found photography before because i think that Mm -hmm. (laughs) um i would there were circumstances there was so much that i experienced in those mountains and in those places that i wish i had a better record of that is a i think about that a lot Mm. but to answer the second part of that question i don't think that i would have i would have found the eye that i have if i didn't just have my phone because Mm -hmm. and that's Mm -hmm. the answer I give everyone. They always say, well, what's the, what camera should I start with? And I say your phone Mm -hmm. (laughs) because it Mm -hmm. forces you to get so close to your subject that you have to confront a lot about yourself and about your own privacy and your boundaries and how you're going to talk to people. And you make that connection and it's limiting and, and it's a great tool. And so i don't know maybe if i had a camera then i wouldn't it would it would just be all different but mm-hmm. i think about going back a lot you know i'm i'm not the age i was i won't be able to have the experiences that i had but i do want to go back and sort of see what i would photograph now with a camera there uh, in those experiences
0: mm-hmm. and were then, you, oh, go ahead oh sorry i was just curious so when you were in europe and so I I am from Switzerland originally but anyway so so I'm oh, curious we're, about that. We're in Switzerland. Uh, uh from Basel, Switzerland. Okay, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. So were you so what were you doing in your were you were you in the you said you were in the
1: Alps. Um Yeah, I was working as a hiking guide and then mm. uh during any time off that we, So we'd work for 7 to 10 days and then we'd have 2 or 3 days off and those days were spent in the in the mountains. So you would you would find yourself in Chamonix, in Zermatt at the end of a trip. And Hmm. the only logical thing to do would be to go up high. And so Mm -hmm. you'd spend, (laughs) you'd spend those two or three days at a hut climbing, uh, trying to, to recharge before the next group. Mm-hmm. And I would spend uh, spend the summers doing that, and then oh nice, uh, I had the opportunity to guide uh, on Denali a few times, and that's oh, wow. an- another experience where <laughs> I shot with my phone, and mm-hmm. uh, you know it would be really fun to to have been able to maybe shoot some better photos of the summit there, <laughs> right, right. But uh, advice that I'd give my younger self, um, I am, I'm, I kind of constantly am doing that now. Um, mm-hmm. I. I realized early on the addiction to uh, to success within my own experience to this. So, you know, about a year in, I kept thinking to myself, like, okay, what's next? What's next? What's next? What's next? And I realized very quickly that that, that question is never going to be answered. You, You know, okay, what's the, you know, for you, for instance, you know, what would be the... Penultimate experience as a photographer. Hmm. And then you achieve that. Okay, well, they'll, you'll find, you'll look for something else after that. And so, redefining sort of what makes you happy or feel successful, find that early on because you'll just keep chasing it and you'll never, you'll never find it because you'll just create a new one
0: right kind of the maybe the the idea of that the the destination is not the goal it's really the journey in a way right it it, it sounds a little cheesy but i think it, it I, I don't think it, it really is
1: <laughs> yeah and these things like these these things are are said because they hold value <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know right <laughs> but like for for me right now i just realized this the other day that the the most the highest level of success that i'll feel is when whenever you're hired for your style. Mm -hmm. So uh, what happens a lot is that you'll be hired as a photographer and then instructed to shoot a certain way, or we love your eye. We'd like you to shoot it this way. And I Mm -hmm. think there's no better compliment to a photographer than being hired and saying, no, 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 just you do what you're going to do because there's a level of trust in your own process. That is, uh, I think a great measure for success.
0: Right. Right right and speaking of professional photography um what advice would you give photographers who maybe just are starting out and thinking about getting into you know paid photography semi-professional professional professional, what kind of advice would you give give to them
1: i think kind of what we were just discussing Mm -hmm. you know don't don't, don't, uh, set your sights on something as being the, the end, just sort of reassess your, your levels of success. And I think, I think also, uh, enjoy the time that it takes. I think that when I've, my a story, I would tell myself when I first started shooting was, you know, why isn't this happening faster? Because you look around and you think, well, all these people are succeeding. Why am I not succeeding as fast as I should? And it's for a lot of different reasons. One of which is because you're not ready to succeed yet. Mm -hmm. Given the, given the keys to the kingdom, you know, at an early stage, you know, what benefit will that do for you? And I'm speaking to me, you know, right, right, right. But I think enjoying, enjoying how long it will take. (laughs) You Mm -hmm. know, I, I look at some of the, the inspirations that I have and it's, they're not young men or young women. Mm-hmm. Know, they, right they've right. been working at it for a while and then maybe towards the twilight of their career they're seen as geniuses and you know what does that take what patience does that take to say i'm going to keep doing it regardless of what this success looks like so to a younger to someone just starting out i would say don't rush it
0: mm-hmm. yeah that's great well, so to to kind of wrap it up, I my final question to you is like, where can people best find you <laughs> and your <laughs> yeah, work? <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, wonderful.
1: Uh, well, you can. Uh, I'm redesigning my website at the moment. Um, okay, but it's mthurk.com. My Instagram is at mtherk, mthurk, Um, and right now Instagram is probably the the best place for you to find uh, what I'm doing. Now and what I have done in the past, what i'm doing right now is trying to revisit some photo shoots that I've done and give a little bit more uh, insight into the experience, um, either at the moment or how I look back on it now. Mm-hmm. Um, for quite a while, I was just leaving my uh, captions blank because I do feel like uh, when you look at a photo, you have you can insert your own caption right <laughs> and you know I, I don't we don't go to uh, photo galleries and underneath each photo is you know a description of what you're supposed to think you just look right. at the image <laughs> and you do that on your own yeah uh, but yeah. i do realize that i was doing a disservice to the medium of instagram so I, i'm I'm playing around with that now but those are the, the two places to best find mm-hmm.
0: oh awesome well mike thank you so much for speaking with me today and uh, it was really a pleasure i loved learning more about your photography and, and your journey and yeah look forward to uh to staying in touch
1: daniel i really appreciate it i'm glad you reached out and uh would love to do it again sometime
0: sounds great thanks thank you i hope you enjoyed today's episode with colorado-based photographer mike thirk you can find some of his work links to his website and instagram at Danielsigphotography.com forward slash episode 044 Thanks so much for listening and talk to you next time.